Hi, everybody. Hi there. This is Holly. And Daniel. And you're listening to Halfway Saints. A special midweek edition. Mm-hmm. It's not really midweek. It's just late. <laughs> I was about to say, because we can't get our act together and do it on Sunday. Like yes. we normally do. Well, no. And yeah. And weekends have been busy. And we've been talking about we should just podcast whenever we have time. And instead, here we are. Yeah. Instead of just hoping that that Sunday where we have time. Yeah, because it's also like Sundays are a day of rest. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the real reason why we're podcasting during the week is because for Lent, we've given up watching TV during the weekdays. Mm -hmm. and so we and don't we, want to give up our Sunday night TV watching for and we a just podcast. Ha- and we just have to talk to each other if we're not doing anything else. So. Oh, my gosh. It's no, miserable. It's actually, I've actually, this week, I've noticed, like, oh, I don't mind or I don't notice that we're not watching TV, you know? Yeah. It's nice. And it's something really to look forward to on the weekend. I know. The worst part is for me. <laughs> <laughs> that might be an exaggeration. But, um. During the day when I'm working, when the boys are napping, I just have to sit here because I can't, I don't want to listen to a podcast because. Oh, I have so many good podcasts for you to listen to. I know, to. but for whatever reason, I don't want to listen to podcasts in the middle of no. the day. I just want to do that at nighttime. You should listen to a book on, uh, an audio book. It's not really on. I was going to say book on tape, but. Yeah. Uh, not <laughs> audio books. Maybe. Anyway, okay. I can't watch TV. I can't watch the abstract documentary on Netflix, which is really why I'm upset. Yeah. Because I was really looking forward to it. Well, you can watch it on the weekends. No, I can't because you're around. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't want to watch it. No, if you were working during the day or something. I don't know. That's yeah. not that's not my problem is what I'm getting <laughs> oh, at. <gosh. laughs> uh, uh, but um, that's, so that's why we're here. It's Wednesday. Yeah. Yes. Hey, We're not getting out of it. This is a, a fruit of our Lenten practice yeah, that we can podcast in the middle of the week mm-hmm. and that we're willing to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yep. Yeah, first podcast of spring. It was the first day of spring on Monday. Two days ago. Yeah. Which was Monday. Yes, because it's Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I think um, we've established it. Even though it's cold now again. It was like the high was mid-30s today. And it had been nice and sunny. And it's supposed to get sunnier. Or warmer later. Yeah. But we are going on a trip. We are. We're going down to North Carolina. We Our spring break is starts on Friday, so we're going to drive down to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. It's going to um, be fun. It's going to be like 70 yeah, there. It's going to be, be nice really there. hot, so mm-hmm. I'm excited. And the boys, it, I just can't wait till I don't have to put them in coats to get out of the car. Yeah. It's the biggest pain in the neck. It is. It, I mean, legit. <laughs> it's the worst. Uh, but uh. Anywho, so. <laughs> no segue. <laughs> no segue. Just, <laughs> just go right into it. <laughs> wow. <Good> deep breath. <laughs> well, I thought about saying something His and then I stopped. His whole body stretched out. <laughs> That's, how... <laughs> That's how you take full breaths. You know, sometimes you don't like. Fully inflate your lungs, and it feels really do good when you get it all inflated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we have been doing this podcast for two years now. We missed our, I think we mentioned we like, did, yeah, we, we missed, missed our, our anniversary. anniversary. It was in February. Um, and I, oh, sorry. I thought, Holly <laughs> put her hand on my knee. I thought she was like tapping my arm to get my attention. Nope. Um, one of the 
I'm sorry. You did it on purpose. That... <laughs> no, it was an accident. I'm sorry. One of the, uh, the earlier podcasts we did was on joy and sorrow. It was also many a few months ago. It was in, <laughs> <laughs> it was in Lent. <laughs> Dang it. It was only two Lents ago, anyway. Two Lents ago. It was during Lent, is what I was trying to right. get at. Man, um, that was lame. <laughs> but um, it was one of our earlier ones, and just recently I was thinking about that the idea of joy and sorrow and how the two are linked together, because St. Thomas Aquinas talks about how... We didn't introduce that correctly. What? You didn't. You never said that. There was an episode on joy, joy and sorrow two months ago. Yeah, I, th- I was trying to say that. I know, did and I then not? I messed it oh, up, okay. but you didn't say it out loud. Anyway, so we did a podcast on joy and sorrow. I did say that. I don't think so. We'll play we'll it play back it, later. I'm going to play back the tape. Okay. The tape. It's not what I keep saying tape. <laughs> <laughs> um, anywho, do you know they still... Uh, oh my gosh. No, magnetic tape is used for a lot of archiving because it, um, it lasts better than like CDs and... Um, some other recording materials. I wonder if our friend who works in tape I th- I would think, know I think that. he was the one who told me that they, oh, sell, really? they still sell a lot of it for archiving purposes. <laughs> Anywho, we did a podcast on joy and sorrow. Mm-hmm. And recently I've been thinking about that concept again. Um, and St. Thomas Aquinas talks in the Summa, I think, about how joy and sorrow are linked because they both are the result of loving something and desiring the good of something. And he calls it an object, but it can be a person. It's just the object of your love. And so when you're with that thing and you're you, or when something good is happening to that thing, you feel joy. When you're not with that thing or something bad is happening to that thing, you feel sorrow. Mm -hmm. So you cannot feel joy without love and you cannot feel sorrow without love. Um, but I've been thinking about that in a kind of new way and just, I've just been thinking about that idea more recently because of our boys and how sweet they are. Cause they have just like turned up the cuteness like I to know. 11, like the past couple of weeks, both have been like, Jack has like become a, like a kid. Like he's yeah. not babyish at all. He's almost, he'll be three in June, but he's just like his own little person and he's really really sweet i mean yeah he's just the best and it's just like i not that i didn't before but like i really look forward to just like hanging out with him and being with him um and on the flip side i'm really sad when i don't get to be with him when i'm at work um and blaze too blaze has been getting like more of a personality and he's just like he kind of just does his own thing like i'll come home and he'll just be like standing up like holding himself up on the couch, like playing with something. <laughs> and, uh, and Holly and Jack would just like be in the kitchen doing something. I don't neglect him. No, but, but... he's just like he's very happy, like <laughs> off on his own, just playing with something until he gets like stuck. And then he just like yells at us to like, go get him. Yeah. He's in that difficult time when he wants to walk, but mm-hmm. he's not walking. So he just gets mad all the time. But yeah. super cute. <laughs> yeah, still super cute. Anyway. No, but, but wait. Oh, I'm Okay. Remember how he was doing the peekaboo today? Oh, yeah. So he has to, he like puts his hands up on his head and then like pulls his hands down over his eyebrows <laughs> to find his eyes. He's not coordinated enough just to stick his hand on his eyes. So he has to start in the top of his head and slowly move down until he gets there. But like morphing his whole... <laughs> yeah, squishing of, his face. Yeah, squishing his face. And then goes... La, la, la. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
instead of peekaboo. And it's like literally the sweetest thing. Um, but yeah, so both kids have gotten super cute, even cuter in the past uh, month or so. Um, and so when I'm not with them, I I feel really sad. And I've started like before going to bed, I like will check on them. Um, and I've j- more recently started checking on Blaze because I really don't want him to wake up. But he's like <laughs> good enough at sleeping that now I can check on him. But yeah. Um, whereas like I don't like, before it wasn't like worth the risk to wake him up. But mm-hmm. for a reason, I'm like no, I need to see them. Um, and at the same time, like every bad thing that happens to them is so sad, mm-hmm. and it's just the worst. And like Jack has this green armchair or he used to have it in his room <laughs> and it was left over. His room used to be our office. So there was like a armchair in there to like read and Holly's desk and computer. And then we, when he moved in, we moved all that stuff to the basement, but we left a big green chair in there cause it was big and we didn't ever else and put it. We were like, read like for bedtime right. stories. And yeah. Stuff. We'd read on it. But, um, he recently has used, decided to use it as like playground yeah. equipment and he Gosh. would use it to climb up onto the windowsill to, so he can look out the window and check for cats. That's what he tells me that he's doing when he's out there. <laughs> it started when it snowed. And so, like, instead of napping, the kid climbs up his green chair and then onto his windowsill, which is not everybody has as big of windowsills. No, they're as like do. eight like, inches. Maybe, yeah, maybe like nine inches. They're like pretty deep. <clears throat> so he can, like, stand on it and put his hands, like, on the, on the top of the window. And just sprawl out and just look out the window, him, like, window him blinds. <laughs> yeah, the blinds are, like, draped over him. Yeah. And um, I would, like, go in to check on him. And he, I, like, at first was like, where's Jack? But then I realized <laughs> he's in the window. Um, and he told me that he was checking on the snow. He wanted to make mm-hmm. sure the snow was melting. <laughs> anyway, oh, so we took the chair out of the room. And I was telling Jack, because um, he walked into his room. And instead of, like, he's learning new words but he doesn't always know what they mean. And so he just came around and he like turned around, looked at me and said, I can't find it. (laughs) (laughs) And I knew what he was talking about. I was like, what are you talking about? He like just kept pointing to the corner. Like, I I can't find it. I don't, I can't find it. Um, But I told him like, oh, we took the chair out of your room. And I don't know why, like it does have a leg that's kind of broken in Mm -hmm. the back. So I was like, oh, we took it away to fix it because it was broken, which wasn't I, yeah i know but it was i don't know i was trying to think of my toes and that was the best i, I could know. think of it's fine. um but then he like looked at me all serious and said oh i'm sorry i broke the chair and was like really not down on himself but like kind of like i don't know he's like oh i'm sorry and like like he felt bad for me like I i'm know. sorry i broke your chair <laughs> and then we were praying um that night or the next night and um he were we like towards the end of prayers, we say like what we're thankful for to Jesus. And, um, he said, cause he doesn't really understand like petitions, but he knows thankful. So he said, thankful for the green chair, not to be broken anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so sad. Cause I, it's not that big a deal, but I felt so sad because something I did made him feel sad. Yeah. And it's just like, things like that have been just increased lately. Like, and when Blaze is um, sad about something or he bonks his head, I just feel like so much more joy and more sorrow based on what the situation is. I think mm-hmm. it's because my love for them has grown so much more. But it just really um, 
gotten me attuned to that concept of joy and sorrow that like I feel so strongly both ways for these boys because I love them so much and that's at the center of it Mm -hmm. and it just it's been really cool for me to have a concrete example of that because before I grasped it intellectually but with them it's like no I really get it and I feel it and like it's almost like I could have put words to this theory without knowing them you know like through this experience I could have come to an understanding of joy and sorrow and why they're they're connected Mm -hmm. without having read Thomas. Old Thomas. Old Tommy. (laughs) Aquinas. Um, Yeah, and, like, for me, the sorrow, I was just telling Daniel that, like... (laughs) I think sometimes you feel the sorrow more than... No, no, not not feel the sorrow, but... Because I initially didn't think that I felt any sorrow. Well, I think you notice it more when you, like, when your, like, heart breaks for them, you know? my heart breaks for them it's so sad I just started welling up (laughs) because it's so sad um but like Jack when okay so lately he's been testing his boundaries he's two and a half years old this is normal behavior but he um he'll just like do something to get a reaction out of me and Mm -hmm. I've been so for Lent I mentioned this I'm giving up being a mean mom because I would give him a reaction and I would get really irritated and be mean. I would be mean. Um, and so he's still like testing that boundary. And like, as I'm working on it, he's realizing that certain things are not getting that reaction that he's wanting. So, but whenever he does get a reaction and when I am mean, he, it's just the saddest thing. Like, um, a couple of days ago, he didn't nap for the first time in a long time. And if you've listened to the podcast, you know that napping is um, something that I struggle with. If he doesn't nap, I get really mad. Um, but he was just being particularly um, destructive up in his room. And I like... <laughs> destructive? Destructive. I mean, he was just like bouncing off the walls. And mm. like when I would run in or walk in, he would like run circles around me and tackle me and then I was trying to like just place the kid in his bed and he instead like claws at my face with his hands and then it starts with his feet um sorry our our monitor on the loudest setting possible sorry but um he was clawing at me with his hands and his feet and uh was just trying his hardest to get my glasses and then throw them across the room and I lost it. I lost my temper and I got really mad and so I like scooped him up and was like, we're no nap today and we are going down to the basement and we're having no fun and <laughs> you're going to spend some time in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> That's his play area. It's not as mean as he looks it up. Um, but I was like, no, no, like You've obviously missed your nap time. If you were to sleep right now, it'd be way too late. So just forget it. And I got frustrated, scooped him up, brought him downstairs and said, you play over there. I have work to do because I didn't get to do any work. Um, I was mean. I was a mean mom because I didn't get to do any work because I had to check on him a thousand times and plays wasn't napping because Jack was keeping him up and whatever. Um, and so Jack was supposed to be playing, and he kept coming up to me at my desk and bringing me toys so that I would, he said, so that you could not be upset anymore. <laughs> to make you feel better. To make you not upset. 
He brought me three different toys. He brought me two bowling balls <laughs> in a car. And then um, he looked at me and said, if I paint, will that make you happy? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, it makes me want to cry to think about it. And I kept telling him the whole time, like, at the first toy, I would say, yes, that makes me happy. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. And, and, like, the whole time, too, I'm also saying, Jack, you know what, how to make mommy happy? You give me hugs, and that's how we get through things. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the first time. Um so he would give me a hug, and I'd say, thank you, sweetie. I, lo- I feel so much better. Now you go play over there. <laughs> Quit bothering me. <laughs> but I did have to get some work stuff yeah. done. Um, but he he just kept trying, and it was just the sweetest thing. Or he would, he would look at me and say, I'm sorry. Oh, I so first I st- sat him in the kitchen, and I said something probably like, why didn't you nap? And he looked at me with these big eyes and said, I'm sorry I didn't nap. And I was like, gosh, you kill me. <laughs> but it's times like that. And, like, that's only just one example of how stinking sweet he is mm-hmm. after I'm super mean. Um, but those him being so sweet and being sad because I was mean makes me feel just so sad. And it's because I love him so much. And I know mm-hmm. that, like, our relationship isn't there because of me and that it's not only just the guilt, but it's also just like something's missing and I just feel sorrow. Because right. Of because the, you know, you wish the good of that object that you love mm-hmm. to use Thomas's language. And it's, it is maybe, I assume it's true for you, but in like our relationship, obviously we love each other. I mean, the last time I checked, <laughs> but that, with kids, I feel like that back and forth between joy and sorrow is so much more, you know? Like, I I don't, and like, in dating and, and being married before kids, I don't remember, I, can't, I didn't feel as palpably like a sense of sorrow. Like, I missed you when you were gone, but not like, it just wasn't as intense. Does that... Um, I, I intensely <laughs> missed you. No, but like you've never been like, you never felt like as heartsick like if you were rude to me as if no. something to Jack, you know? Yeah, I think. It's... Or if you missed, oh, I couldn't, you couldn't do something for me, or you had to work late and so you didn't spend time with me, you wouldn't feel as like heartsick as you do with the boys. Yeah, I think that comes from like a, a like you can handle it kind of thing. Like not, I mean, I'm not intentionally being mean because you can handle right. it, but like the kids, like they're just such fragile little creatures. Well, and their 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 good and their well being is dependent on us. Right. So you, it's almost like we are much stronger influencers on their good. So like, if we're gonna go back to what Thomas says, like if you desire the good of that loved object, if you are the kind of source of that good for I mean we're not a source of good but you know we it's our job to guarantee that good things happen to our boys we kind of feel it so much more does that make sense mm-hmm. your wording there sounds a little like iffy that it's our job to guarantee their happiness we can't no but guarantee it's, it is it. it is our it is our duty to desire the good for them yes and we play an outs a much larger role in providing um, 
to making sure that they are good. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, Giving them good. Right. And it's tough because good is the word. Like, if it's, not, it's the word. So it's, you can't really yeah. think of a syn- synonym. But, like, their well-being is our primary responsibility. Yeah, definitely. And so when bad things happen, it's you feel that even more intensely. Then with the spouse where it's like, I'm not the only one who can, you know, make sure that there's good in your life, you know? Mm-hmm. Or that, yeah, that good happens to you. Yeah, definitely. Um, and with kids too, it's like if, if they're not, yeah, sorry, if they're not experiencing good, if they're not filled with joy at all times then it's like a reflection on you yeah it's not like they had a bad day at work and that's why they're upset like it's they hang out they hang out with us all day Mm -hmm. and if something if something is deficient it's our fault right and just like the same way like um if something goes well it's we did it (laughs) yeah like some days like i just feel so silly because i'm like yes both boys ate their whole dinner (laughs) and they had a healthy snack for dessert and like we are doing it they're getting their nutrients they're getting their food they're like and they're happy they're happy they ate all their food like i don't know like the successes and the failures are way more intense definitely i think it i think it's proportionate to that amount of love yeah some like the joys that i feel with the boys uh blaze learned how to hug today <laughs> i mean seriously i'm i'm getting emotional a lot this episode and I, <laughs> I don't get emotional very often. Um, but it's because this love behind it is so strong. And, um, but the, f- I always tell Daniel, like, whenever I feel a lot of love from the boys, like when Jack will give me a big hug or, mm-hmm. or ask me for a special blessing, mm. like he did tonight at bath time, um, I feel the love come out of my ears. <laughs> I feel this physical, tangible feeling of my ears swelling and I like it's the love coming out it's just so much excitement and joy and uh love coming out of my ears that's just the only way that I can say it but it's a um it's just so big and so strong it's amazing You're big and good and strong wasn't that your oh my gosh. <laughs> your profound theological discourse <laughs> on the nature of god um <laughs> but um I, I yeah, I've been thinking about that too. That um, not that I didn't expect our kids to love me, but like that wasn't kind of something I like was like. I didn't. We didn't have kids so that they would love us. So it's almost like an added bonus that they love us back. Yeah. And that, and that we love them unconditionally. They could never return affection. We would not love them any less. But like when they do love back, it's just like so wow. much more. And I think that's reflective of our relationship with God. He doesn't need us to love him for, for him to love us. Like he doesn't need it to be reciprocated, but when it is reciprocated, there's just this fullness to it and an over, over abundance because God is all that God is. He is, he is beyond our comprehension of it. So God is love, but he's love so much more than we can even comprehend it. So it's almost like in love being returned it makes it kind of incomprehensibly more you know mm-hmm. because it's like but at the same time you don't you don't love them more because they love you you know it's a lot like how god loves us i don't think there's another way to no. to try to explain it but 
It's awesome that we get to have like a tangible earthly reality to such a heavenly experience, mm-hmm. you know. And it's it makes sense that we create children like through we create children with God, you know, like we're allowed to participate in, in creation. And so we love that creation just like God loves his creation. And it's like yeah, and I always say it's we tend to say like, oh, this relationship is like God, but it's really like, no, this relationship is this way because God is the way He is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not; it shouldn't be surprising. But right, I um, was listening to Catholic stuff. You should know, and they put that mentality like perfectly when they said um, that God. You could say that God loves. But in reality, God is love. Mm-hmm. Is that right? It sounds right. Dang it. I feel like it's more powerful. Than that. <laughs> <laughs> when they said it, I was like, boom, that's exactly the whole like mindset. But like, and I think that might be what it is, mm-hmm. but that God love, like you can, God loves is more like. <laughs> <laughs> no, repetition is good. <laughs> And, like and Jesus day. loves us. <laughs> but it's more, it's not. Yeah, I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that he loves us in the way that we love. He is love. He is that source of love. Yeah. That's sort of like preeminent. But it was one of those things where it was like five words and it mm-hmm. made made it all clear. And I I'm that's lost a, that's it. That's the trouble with limited words. I got to have them in the right order. Or they. <laughs> Maybe I'll do a Facebook post with it correct. I think I wrote it down somewhere. <laughs> uh, Sorry. But, yeah, that that that's just something that I was not expecting with having children is to have a concrete example of this love that you hear about. And it's really hard to, or for me at least, to like make, um, to kind of wrap my head around. Because you, you can hear God loves you. God, the creator of the universe, loves you no matter what. But without an experience of that in your life, it's hard to really, for me at least, to like, to grasp it, you know, um, as a, as a real thing and not just a concept. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's, um, why parents are so important Mm -hmm. to their kids to model that this early on and to, to help our children know that so, so that they can have it, um, that tangible example when they, you know, when they are thinking of God. Mm-hmm. So rather than working the other way around, thinking like, oh yeah, God loves me, then having kids and being like, oh yeah, I get what love is now. Them feeling loved and having that sense of love, I think they would be able to more easily connect that with how God loves them. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's like a familial evangelization that's sort of just built into being a family. Yeah, and I think... I'm sorry. It's nine o'clock, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Starting the yawns. But um, I think that's the coolest thing too that I've realized more and more. Like that, our life, our earthly life, like earthly meaning, fleshy and tactile, and like you call me us, fleshy. Us. I just grabbed Daniel. <laughs> us here now, like us in being on earth it's like 
Um, it is the way that we can come to know God. Mm-hmm. And that's the way that we walk with God. Right. Is by not only through like prayer and talking with him and conversing with him as a friend, but also seeing him in this, in our life. That like, I used to think it was only through having a conversation with him daily. Right. Prayerfully. But it's also like, he's in our life. Mm-hmm. Within every atom of our being. Tangible. Um, and that being parents, just the, just the act of being parents and loving our children this way, we experience his love for us in a really profound way. I think that's pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. Um, while you were talking, I had a thought. Because while I've been saying this, I've been like, I feel bad that I didn't know this love from loving you. I know. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to say it, but I didn't want you to feel bad about it. But no, and I think it's because, and Holly and I, I don't know if we mentioned this on the podcast, we'll often um, say, I just remembered we're different people. <laughs> and I think it's that we, because of the marital bond, we're so united. It's, it, I forget that we're two different people. I forget that you are sort of the loved object in the in the analogy. I just kind of think you're me, you know? Mm-hmm. So that separation from you even if there's like physical distance doesn't feel like separation i think that's really kind of cool when you think about what marriage is it's two people becoming one flesh and so then you know man and woman together is um forget who said it is sort of like the fullest image of god as like a relational creating being pretty sure jp2 said that okay (laughs) i mean it's like the thesis for his entire well i know but i didn't know if i okay (laughs) um so then like that's why it's because we're one there's no there's no doesn't feel like there's there's no object there's no lover and object there's just one and isn't that kind of awesome because then it ties in very nicely (laughs) to my like idea of like our love for our children being like god's love for us yeah like in this uh little like family microcosm we have um a relational being being the parents and we and their creations and the love that flows to them Mm -hmm. and there's also that love that's constantly flowing back and forth between the parents as an image of god yep father son holy spirit so that's pretty cool it's like super cool that's why i don't have to feel bad about it (laughs) hey take that guilt right away (laughs) (laughs) but it's almost like i wouldn't describe like, I definitely am joyful with you, and I feel sorrow when I hurt you or when we're not together, but it's almost like a more transcendent kind of love, where it's like the love of, with, um, like, joy and sorrow, it's not, there's like a distance that has to be there in order for those things to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't feel, you can't feel joy without also feeling sorrow, and you can't feel those things without some type of separation. Does that make sense? Yeah. I do think but that with like us that separation is closed or you know, as at least lessened because we're one. Lessened. Because I do think that joy and sorrow still has a place in marriage. Right. But I do think that it is a little bit less than how we feel towards the kids because mm-hmm. there is a lot less of a separation because we are so close. Mhm. So, I just don't want other couples to think that like if they're experiencing sorrow that they're not married no 
Yeah. I'm just saying we're perfectly in sync, so we don't. I mean, we're so perfect. We are. <laughs> yeah, right. We just had like. But a... I think there's something. I mean, I'm sure someone has written on it, but there's like a spousal love has like a different facet of it than a parental love. The joy love. and sorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I bet John Paul II talked about that too. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he wrote about everything. <laughs> but he really did. Um, I also am thinking a lot about him because of the. I've been going, and I meant to mention this last podcast too, mm. but I've been going to the Love and Responsibility series put on by the Culture Project here in Philadelphia. So if you are local, come to the seminary Thursday nights in mm. March. Um, at 6.30, we have a happy hour, and then at 7, 7.30-ish, we have a speaker come and talk about love and responsibility through um, men, women, and something... <laughs> It's a book by Dr. Edward oh, Shree. Right. Men, women, and do you don't you don't remember? Mm. You don't know Just just Google it. Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Google fill in the blanks. But um you don't have to read the book, but it's been really amazing. We heard Bill Donaghy speak and then uh, oh shoot. <laughs> Some others. Carl <laughs> Carl was there. <laughs> and he was from the Archdiocese of New York and he was awesome. And then we heard a woman named Janine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone's going to be there. Carl's there. Janine's coming. But um, they were all really amazing. And if you are interested in watching the talks, you can go to the Culture Project Facebook page. And they do have all of the talks recorded and videoed. Yep. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that is so... <laughs> Sound and visual. Audio-visual experience. <laughs> Um, but you can watch them, and they are very, very good. I really recommend Bill Donaghy um, for the first week was amazing. But um, so that's been really, like, I've been doing that every week for the past three weeks. And um, so it's fresh on my mind. So That's why she sounds unimpressed with anything I say. Um, I've been very like, impressed. Uh, John Paul II said that. Tell me something I don't know. Um, John Paul II is pretty awesome. So to say okay. the same things as what he's saying, it's like pretty stellar. Thanks. Um, that's, that's a comp- compliment. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, yeah. So all that we're saying is reflecting the theology of the body, but through right. our own experience. And it's like what you're saying. It's, it's lived experience. Mm-hmm. And so these conclusions are there because that's truth. Exactly. Didn't. Yeah, you were saying that, like, you would have known what joy and sorrow was even if there wasn't anything right. to be written for it. I mean, like, John Paul II is speaking truth. Right. So that truth is existent whether or not he put it into writing. Mm-hmm. But he just spent a lot of time on it and has a lot of stuff on it. And everyone should read it. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, I think it's really awesome, especially that we can, through our spousal love that we get to experience the trinitarian love Mm -hmm. it's like mind-boggling and it's like you hear these analogies like oh we're like a domestic church and then you're like but we actually are like (laughs) like all these relationships are there and they're modeled in these familial relationships and it's crazy Mm -hmm. and it's true yeah and that's why like you were saying parents and family is like so important right because i mean imagine as important as this is, imagine if this structure isn't there, the potential for problems that arise. You well, know? because it's the, it is, it's the foundation of society. And it like is, it speaks to our 
who we are as humans. Mm-hmm. You know, when you don't experience love as a child, it has very you know dire consequences or extreme consequences. Mm-hmm. So it's I've important. Been just a little. Uh, advice that I've been listening to a lot from, I've been reading the book Never Say No by Mark and Jan Foreman, the mm-hmm. parents of John and Tim Foreman from Switchfoot. And um, they, at the beginning, and the whole like thesis for the whole book is talking about enjoying your children. And um, they asked a young life leader who had been a young life leader for like 25 years who has seen a lot of high school kids go from kid to adult over and over again. And they mm-hmm. said, who, like, what kids make the best, like, well-adjusted adults? And he said, the kids whose parents enjoyed them mm. growing up. And so I've been putting that into practice a lot more. I think I was doing it a little bit before, but, like, really putting it into practice now. And um, it's been really beautiful. Yeah. Hardest part has been putting down my phone. But mm. That's what Lent is for. And um, once I do that, then magic happens. So, yeah. just there you in, go. If you got children, go enjoy them. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, that's all we have. Um, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, we pre, pre... Oh, my gosh. Please pray for us um, as we will be traveling down to North Carolina for safe travels and we'll have a good time down there. Um, we, as always, we will be praying for you, all of our listeners, so... Um, please know that. Um, and if you have any feedback, um, want to re- what? Uh, you can reach us at oh. <laughs> halfway saints podcast at gmail.com. Can I ask for a vote? Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Cause I already said it. <laughs> <laughs> I have entered an Etsy contest and I'm a real underdog. So I need a lot of help. Um, my business is called Ernie and Irene mm-hmm. and it, Etsy is having a contest called Difference Makes Us. But if you want, the easiest way to find my link would be through my Instagram page. So mm-hmm. if you just see Ernie and Irene on Instagram and follow the link there and give me a vote, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> the winner wins $10,000. And these big Etsy sellers who have 300,000 Instagram followers, I've put it out there and they already have a thousand majillion votes and i have 30 so if you guys could come vote for me i could really use some money to help get my company going or just vote the support alone would be enough and prayers of course (laughs) um but yeah and if you haven't we try not to plug holly stuff too much but if you haven't seen holly's art it's really really great her uh company's called ernie and irene so if you haven't checked it out before please do um, but if you have any podcast related <laughs> feedback, you can email us at, oh, we already said it, halfway saints podcast at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter, uh, halfway underscore saints. Yep. Yep. It's uh, been a while. Like us on Facebook. Uh, check out our blog. We haven't posted in a while, but. Hey, I'm going to bring the iPad down and, and we're going to post okay. while we're traveling. All right. Um, but yeah, check out our blog too. Sometimes you write things there. Um, and have a wonderful week, the rest of your week, um, and we'll be back later. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye.